Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeonal Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus Family Podcast. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you'll notice we're just a couple of goalies that have taken one too many pucks to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. On this episode, we want to welcome our special guests, the forwards of the USPHL's Purple Predators, Misha and Mike. Boys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. But boys, thanks for jumping on. So first of all, I would say Misha and Mike because we got Mikhail. That's a, that's your official name here, but you go by Misha and Mike. We just called you Gak on a, yeah. this podcast. Yeah, so it's actually perhaps Gahu Tishvili. It's not really that hard once you break it down. It just looks confusing. But I mean, it's not the first time someone's asked me how to pronounce my last name. So Gaku Tishvili. Yeah. All right. I think I got pretty close there. So. Yeah. But uh, no, boys, thanks for jumping on the show. So we're going to kind of start off here. Mike, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your hockey life. So I started playing hockey when I was about four years old. Um, been playing all my life in St. Louis. Growing up, played for a youth, uh, youth program in St. Louis called the St. Louis Rockets. 16s year, went back down to Central States. 17, played uh, my first year juniors in the NA3 in St. Louis. And then now I'm here in Provo. Excellent. And so, uh, being from St. Louis, you a big fan of toasted ravioli? Honestly, I think it's a little overhyped. I'm not really a big fan. <laughs> I have to be honest. Uh, I, I fell for it when I lived there. I, I lived there for about four years. Everyone talked a big game when I got there, and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be disgusting. And I actually kind of fell for it. So, for me, it's 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 a win. <laughs> it's <laughs> each their own. Hey, Misha, to get started, tell us a little bit about your hockey life. Uh, so I started to play hockey when I was uh, six years old. I started playing hockey uh, for the team in my hometown in Belarus, and uh, I was playing hockey there in Belarus. And then when I was 12 years old, I moved to the capital of Belarus, and uh, I played there for like three years. After that, I got a chance to come to the States uh, when I was like 15 and a half years old. And my first year, I played for USPHL U16. Then I, in my second year, I played uh, for NA3. I played two years, and then I went, then I went to prep school. I played there for one year, and uh, now I'm playing for pro predators. So, yeah, that's my like short hockey like life story. That's pretty impressive life story so yeah. far. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with playing hockey and jumping over to the U.S. So, what made you yeah. look to come over to the West? I mean, I like to try like new places, like in general, like as a life and then, like as a hockey career. And like when I got like an opportunity, I'm like, I, you know, it just like I don't know how to describe this feeling. Like I just wanted to try like I like try like new things. And uh, when I got like in touch with the team in Bravo, I thought it's like really good, like for me, like opportunity to go uh, to college after juniors from Bravo Predators. So that's why I came here. So, yeah, in the, in the NA3, you put up 26 points in 22 games. Pretty impressive, yeah. my friend. What do you think of uh, the, the U.S. or the West, how they play hockey compared to how they played in Belarus? You know, like, to be honest, like, uh, like when I was, like, playing in Belarus, I was playing for, like, kind of like, uh, you know, like, uh, like kids teams. It wasn't, I, I was I was not playing juniors in Belarus. Okay. So, like, I do not have, like, actual, like, experience in Belarus, like, and uh, I can only like experience in America. So I actually, I don't know, to be honest, you know, because like all my like juniors, like I play only in U.S. OK, no, that's that's perfect. Makes perfect sense. And then I absolutely have to throw this in being a 
just a small Habs fan. You're from it the is. land of the Kostitsins. <laughs> so I am, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite player out of Belarus? Out of Belarus? I mean, I do not have, like, a favorite player, but, like, okay. uh, I have, like, some, like, favorite players. I like Sharon Govich. He plays for New Jersey Devils. He's also from Belarus. Okay. So I like, like, Kuznetsov, you know, I like Nathan McKinnon. Oh, I like yeah. all these guys because, you know, they're, like, strong, fast, smart, and they, like, they make good play everywhere, like, when they play, like, hockey games. So I really love them. So, yeah, I have, yeah, I have like, a bunch of, like, like players I like, but I don't have, like, a, a particular one, you know, who I like the most. I like all players in general. Well, which player do you think really matches up with your game? <laughs> I don't know, to be honest, but, like, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe I would say Kuznetsov. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. I'm not saying you you have to compare yourself absolutely to it, but like similar playing styles. So yeah, yeah. Dunno's are pretty big shoes to fill. Or skates, sorry about right. that, everybody. Yeah, right. All right. So I'm gonna interject here with Mike. So Mike, you as well. Last year you also played in the NA3HL, putting up 17 points in 40 games. What led you out west as well? Same thing as Misha, really. I wanted to try something new. You know, all these guys talking about building and how it's a great experience. I also wanted to see what that's like and so far i'm loving it i always like want to try new stuff so i thought pro would be a great a great place for me to test out and see you know who i am just like develop as a person player yeah so uh, growing up in st louis do you uh, model your game after that's i honestly have no clue there's, there's been a lot of great players go through st louis and i mean i think we could name a few yeah yeah, I mean, growing growing up, I actually had a personal relationship with uh, Tarasenko, hmm. so always like me and him just hanging out. So I, I guess I could say I've been I kind of play like Tarasenko does, just watching him all the time, you know, interacting with him, kind of teaches me a few things. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, there's been a lot of firsts since it's a new franchise. So. Um... You know, I don't know if even Tarasenko knows this, but who got the first five-minute fighting major in Provo Predators history? <laughs> that was me. Attaboy. Attaboy. <laughs> yep, that was me. Yeah. Uh, that was good, too. I enjoyed that. When it went down, I'm like, oh, I know what question I'm asking right out the gate there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, congratulations. You made you made history there. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no you guys have been fun to watch so far. Yeah. Not the best start we but I mean we're, yeah. we're 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 getting there. I mean if you yeah we get better the way we played last Friday to the way we played last yesterday. I mean, yeah yeah. Two different hockey teams. It's I mean the boys are working their butts off and it's it's something special yeah. too and improve. I'll tell you that. Well, I think that's the you know the and you see it at every league even outside of hockey at every level oh, when yeah. you're. For all intents and purposes, an expansion franchise, which the Predators are. I mean, there was a previous USPHL team there for two years, but it's a new team, new coaching staff, new ownership. Uh, I know Yushikov for sure was a was a Predator last year. You know, so yeah, um, you know, yeah, right. You know, like actually, like you know, like it's a new team. Yeah, like we never played with with each other before. So I feel like you know, like every like game we're getting better and better. We get like used to each other. So, so gentlemen. Uh, unlike Chris, I've never been to Provo. Other places in Utah, just not there yet. So you'll be introducing me and the listeners to it. What weren't you expecting that surprised you? And what do you love about this city? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start first. So live in St. Louis, there are absolutely no mountains. 
like at all. <laughs> nope, there isn't. <laughs> I live I, so in St. Louis. I live at like 200 foot elevation, and here I'm living at 4,000. So that was a huge change for me. And everywhere you look, I mean, any direction, you just see mountains, and it's just beautiful. I mean, the views here are amazing. Like you can go hiking. There's so much fun stuff to do here. The weather is also crazy nice. It's still 70s out here. Sunny skies, no clouds. It's awesome. Nice. That red rock is something else, right? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it kind of blew my mind. Um, I'm from East Coast Canada, moving out this way and then seeing that, you know, the red yeah. rock. You know, actually, one of my favorite spots, you know, in hiking is Utah. You know, because I just love that you can have the contrast of the green some places and then you can mm-hmm. have that sharp cut of the red rock and just the landscape's yeah. unbelievable. So how about you, Misha? Uh, I mean, I don't like what to add, to be honest. Like, yeah, it's my first time like in Utah in general and like compare Belarus where I'm from. Yeah, it's completely flat. And when I first got to Utah like a month ago, yeah, I was like kind of like, impressed by all this like mountains and it's yeah, just like such a great place like i think it's my favorite state where i have been so far so yeah you know it's like a lot of like things to do like if you like like mountain biking or like hiking it's a perfect place to like live in and yeah you know like you just like all this like mountains i think it's the best about prava and utah in general so just quick on this since you guys are talking about elevation how'd your lungs feel when you first jumped on the ice uh, for provo it was uh, it was hard <laughs> no right <laughs> gotta keep it simple it was it wasn't easy yeah yeah i i will attest to that when i go hiking it's not that i'm out of shape it's the elevation for me uh quote unquote 50 <laughs> 50 <laughs> yes exactly yeah we're like 25 75 but we'll talk about that another time yeah yeah i will say uh you went on the road to rock springs and won the first I guess, game in franchise history for the Provo Predators, and you won it handsomely. So yeah. I have to ask, were you introduced to Coach Dreyer's pre-road trip meal? Uh, no, we just, so it was it was kind of like a one-day trip, honestly. Just kind of like get there as fast as we can, play the game, and then go home because we had a, a big weekend ahead of us with uh, Ogden and the uh, Outliers. I just stopped at Jimmy John's, had team meal, got back on the bus, played the game. Nothing special. Yeah, it was a it was a handsome win. Let's talk about your hype music. So, Mike, we'll let you have uh, a crack at this one first. Uh, what's on your workout or pregame playlist? Honestly, we listen to everything in the room. So, I mean, I have I have the music in the room, and it's just yeah, a mix of everything like rap, EDM, like house music, throwbacks, like rock. It's it's everything. The boys love everything. So. Oh, so yeah, just we'll love it. We'll love it. So, Mike, Mike's, you're the DJ. You know, you're the DJ playing. in the room then, Mike, right? Yeah, they call me DJ Gak. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, so the Gak thing is uh, is is something common That's with you. That's a legit then. thing. That's legit. Okay, so I'm I'm glad that we decided to call. Him, you know, yeah. Like, we're just gonna call him Gak. Okay, so that's uh, that's common. I feel better about it now. Yeah. What about you, Misha? What's uh, what's on your uh, workout playlist? Uh, you know, to be honest, like I'm listening only like only like Russian music, but like usually like, I'm listening like with the boys where they listen like what Mike plays and I like his music. But yeah, like I'm listening only like on my like on myself, I listen like rock or rap, you know, and it's most of like uh, Russian music. <laughs> okay, anything like what uh, 
We're talking like Ice Pick or Kaspersky Gruss or. Oh, oh wow! I am impressed that you know Kaspersky Gruss. Yeah, I like. I, like oh, I love yeah. Kaspersky Gruss. Oh wow! If, it, if <laughs> yeah. that hasn't been on the playlist, I could suggest Gak because there's some. There's More some good suggestions stuff. for me, so. Yes. You're gonna have to introduce him. Uh, you're gonna have to introduce Gak to uh, Kaspersky Gruss, Misha. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I hope they will like it. <laughs> Can't wait for it, Misha. Actually, we'll finish this podcast with kind of a little bit of what we'll call a speed round. You'll both name players on your Pro Predators that are most likely to. So feel free to throw any of your teammates under the bus here because that's <laughs> what we are going to start. All right, so you can shout the name the second it comes in your head. Who is most likely to have a stash of candy in their game bag? Um, I'm going to have to go Trent Van Gaels. All right. <laughs> All right. So who's the first to fall asleep on the bus? Kyle Flynn. Kyle Flynn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who, who's most likely to eat something off the ground? Oh, Darren uh, Cassie. Darren Cassie, yeah. <laughs> 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 like both both guys chiming in right at the same time. <laughs> no hesitation. Uh, who's most likely to succeed on Master Chef? Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, uh, Manny Nakombu. Any particular reason? Uh, he he. I uh, went over to his house one day and he cooked. Cooked dinner for me. It was awesome. The chicken he cooked was incredible. Nice. I didn't have that skill set until like most recently, so it's, yeah. it's you know, to be honest, to be honest, I am a pretty good cooker, so I would say my name. <laughs> hey, there you go. Misha yeah. <laughs> so Misha, you do realize you're gonna be cooking for the boys at some point now, right? Yeah. It might be one yeah, day, you know. <laughs> Who's least likely to succeed on MasterChef? Um Yuri. Yuri Ushikov. Yuri Ushikov? Yeah. All right. All right. And which player would get lost in a hotel and text you for help? That might be uh, me, honestly. <laughs> uh, happened before. Has it? Yeah. Is there a story behind it? Yeah. So we were in uh, Texas, I think, two years ago when they had, and we were in Dallas, so they had that big snowstorm, and all the oh, power yeah. got cut off or cut out because all the power was going to the hospitals. And our hotel, like, it was massive. We are in a huge Marriott, and the lights just go out, and I'm, I have no clue where I'm at. I'm just completely <laughs> lost. I'm texting all my teammates. Like, my phone's at, my phone's about to die. Yeah, so who has the worst lettuce on the team? Um, Ethan Rubin. <laughs> Ethan Rubin? Uh, shot bus actually, yeah. I, yeah. I agree it's with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ethan. And let me throw one more in your boys. Who's got the best celly on the team? I think you're Ushakov. Um, what do you do? I, I don't know. He, every time he does like different things, but he usually like he's really hype when he scores a goal. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris, we're gonna have to make a note of that. We're gonna have to do a top ten celly podcast here at some point. Okay. Well, yeah, like, before like, we wrap it up here, let's talk about some cellies. Any uh, any of your favorite cellies out there? Yeah, so I kind of got one. It's a, it's a new one. I'm, um, you know, get down on a knee, get the bow back, and then kind of transfer that into a dab, and then let the bow go. You know, looks nice, nice. out there. Yeah. Are you gonna do that? Because uh, you got what? You've got like a, you've gotten two points so far this season. Yeah, goal and an assist. Yeah. Did, did so, you uh, do it during your goal? 
No, I didn't do it during my goal. So we were on a power uh, play and I tipped it and the guy, my, one of my teammates was right in front of me. So like he hugged me right away. So I couldn't do it, but I mean, <laughs> it's fine. I'll, so I'll Mike, are you, you going to throw that Sully out if you win another fight? <laughs> Maybe I might have to. I don't know if I'm going to fight again, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Well, it is prohibited in the USPHF. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Misha? Uh, like I don't have like my like my special like Sally. I usually do like every time like different things. It depends like what kind of like goal I score. You know, like I usually go like sometimes like on my knee or just like like point with my fingers that I score a goal or something like that. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, just every time is different, to be honest. I'm, I think I'm not, like, a really big, like, Sally guy, to be honest. I'm usually, like, I score, I'm like, okay, you know, I scored, that's cool, you know, I'm happy, like, with it. Do you guys remember uh, Austin Matthews and Patrick Kane, like, going the, the, the Hulk Hogan the hand, like, on the ear? Like, I love <laughs> yeah. that one. I love that one. Yeah, Patty Kane got him pretty good back, back on yeah. that one. You know, I, I was actually watching that game. I'm married to a Leafs fan. This is going to be fun on Wednesday. But uh, I remember watching that game, and when Matthews did that, I said, oh, geez, yeah, you're, you're, you're pulling that one out too soon here, bud. You, you got Kane, and at the time, Taves was still playing pretty well, pretty good hockey back yeah. then. And I think Debrinkit was a rookie back then too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, so they had a solid squad. So when he did that, I was like, yeah, that will make him back to bite you a bit. And, of course, it was Kane that had to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that one's great. I love it. Yeah, so you're so going back to you, Mike, for a second here. Uh, you were talking about Tarasenko. I actually, you know, seen him in person here in in uh, Arizona. You know, um, you know, before the game, the guy's got legs like tree trunks. You know, oh, yeah. so before all his injuries, he was probably besides Dadsuk, I would say, one of the hardest players to knock off a puck. You know, I, I'm just so impressed by his play. Um, did you have you ever had any ice time with him? Yeah, so I skated with him. Uh, he came out on the ice with uh, my team. Um, this is like a long time ago, though. I think I was like maybe fourteen or thirteen, mm-hmm. so around there he came out. I mean, he's huge. I mean, but keep in mind, I'm like five five three, and he's what like five nine, five ten, close to or maybe six foot, something like that. He's got some muscle to him. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's he he was impressive. Had a you know, unfortunately that whole contract thing for him in St. Louis, but you know, yeah. completely redeemed himself last year. Oh, right, yeah. sort of oh, showed yeah. showed them what he was worth. So Misha, your favorite NHL player right now? Who's your absolute favorite right now? Like, what do you mean, like absolute? Like, like right right now, if like in, in, if you in, could meet in, one player, yeah. Oh, okay, um, I'd say Nathan McKinnon. Another guy that's got legs like tree trunks, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, and he's like he's super fast, you know, like and I like speed, like I'm trying to be fast too. So mm-hmm. I like like the way he plays. It's just like yeah, he's my like my like like role player. I usually yeah, I usually like to see like him playing and like take some notes off of myself. So I'll say yeah, Matthew McKinnon, yeah, I love like he's a such like like one of the best players that you know like in I think in history from my view, what I see. But yeah, Matthew McKinnon. Well, you know, talking about the you know, our favorite thing for me as a goalie, I, I, I have a favorite fight that I go back and watch at least once a week. When Ryan Reeves used to play for the Blues, holy, oh, yeah. that, guy, that guy can fight. And Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a Vegas yeah. guy, yeah? Oh, no. Yeah, he's in Vegas. With the Rangers, Rangers right now. Yeah, 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 that's right. He left Vegas. Oh, yeah, because after that whole incident with uh yeah. with the Wilson, 
Bread, the bread man. He's there to protect yeah. the bread man. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the bread man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Who, by the way, I, did you did you guys hear what he's why he said he wasn't going to be the captain of the New York Rangers? No. Yeah, oh, it was I, awesome. think, I think he said because he doesn't speak English or something like that. I'm not <laughs> yeah, sure. He doesn't speak English so well. I was yeah. dying. I was like, that's just awesome. I mean, I mean yeah, I think it's his uh, like uh, like third year. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's his like, I think, fifth year in NHL or something. Yeah. You know, so, you know, to be honest, like from my view, I know like it's hard to learn English because when I came to the States like three years ago, I did not speak English at all, to be honest. Like I just like learned English in the past like three years, you know, wow. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to be honest. And you're doing that heck of a job with that, buddy. Well yeah. done. You're doing well. <laughs> I mean, you know, like Mikey, sometimes he's he's tripping me, but like, I get it. You know, yeah. Sometimes I know I have an <laughs> accent, but I do my best. <laughs> yeah, we love messing with me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Learning new language is tough. Here in uh, Denmark, it's a little bit different because I I think. English speakers can pick up a lot of different English, not dialects, but like a lot of English slang, a lot of broken English and stuff. Where in Denmark, when you try to speak Danish, if it's not perfect, you just get this look. But if you don't have other speakers of the language, it's tough. But it's nice being able yeah. to be in, in being in the U.S. You can be immersed. It's everywhere. Everyone speaks. It's, it. it's, it's everywhere, right? Yeah. It's yeah. much easier to learn like any language when you like around like people who speak like, you know, any language you want to learn. Yeah, yeah. And I think what I wanted because to say was Ja Gavrum Nanoga Puski Ocean Ploha. Ocean Ploha, yeah. He said, yeah, I he said, yeah, I speak in Russian a little bit and I speak a little bit, yeah, like not really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I basically yeah, I speak very badly or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not good. I was at an NHL game with my Finnish buddy and uh his favorite player was Shane Doan. And uh it was a game where a guy took a cheap shot on Doan and he got up and he was just barking the most you know, vicious sounding words I've ever heard. And all I could yell, you know, to his aide was, yeah, what he said. I asked him, like, what were you saying, man? Like, that just sounded so angry and, you know, and just, you know, so full of contempt. He's like, ah, oh, it wasn't all that bad. I just basically told him he's an idiot. I'm like, wow, that's that was very impressive. Yeah. So uh, if you're going to chip, if you're going to chirp somebody, Misha in Russia, what would you say to them? Uh you know, it depends what kind of like situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I'm mad, like you know, I usually, to be honest, like I never like chirp people like in like in Russian. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, no idea. I, not, I never do that. So, oh, you should just say something to the goalies. Just say anything random in Russian. You'll get in their heads. Um, yeah, you know, you like, чем занимаешься? You know, I I just say like, how are you? You know. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what are you doing you know and it sounds like that yeah, what did he say i think he said something bad to me i'm like no i just said like how are you doing you know <laughs> but my I, parents are actually russian they came from my mom came from uh belarus wow uh, so they uh my grandparents are russian and my dad's side is uh georgian so like they, they also speak russian in the house i i can actually i understand russian completely but speaking it's Speaking Russian so hard. Yeah. So Misha, I'll ask you this one first. If you were um, going on a shootout against an NHL goalie, who would you choose to shoot on first in the current NHL roster, and who would be the last goalie you would ever want to see on a shootout? Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I I don't I I actually I would like to go like versus uh, Shesterkin. 
Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, he's, like, Ooh. such a great goalie. And I know he's, like, one of, like, the best goalies in NHL. The mm-hmm. best right now, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, what, I think, yeah, like, one of the best goalies, you know. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, to be honest, I would like to go to, like, just, like, any goalie, you know, from, I would like, yeah, I would choose, like, actually, like, yeah, like, uh, Igor Sturkin and uh, maybe, like, uh, Sergei uh, Bobrovsky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when Bob when Bob is you know playing well and on form, he is so tough to beat when he's locked yeah. in. And then Shesterkin just yeah. out of his mind last year in the playoffs. The Rangers would never have gone as far yeah. if he wasn't mm-hmm. playing so well. He was just just unbelievable. Yeah, but just don't shoot glove hand on him. He'll do a windmill <laughs> from hell on you, and you'll, you'll regret doing that. So how about you, Mike? I would love to go against uh, Jordan Bennington. <laughs> that'd, that'd be so awesome just shooting on him would be incredible just, i don't know if you guys saw but his save percentage and i think he only like he had 64 shots in preseason he saved 62 mm-hmm. that's Whew. crazy that's crazy like, yeah yeah he's had an interesting career where he was yeah, you know he that, has, he has. that that whole like years. how much were you losing your mind when they did that miraculous comeback to turn their season around and win the cup unreal it was unreal. I was in – it was actually pretty nice, too. I was on vacation watching the whole playoffs. So it was nice. I was on vacation, and they won the Stanley Cup. So it was pretty sweet. Yeah. And then Bennington, you know, he had that little bit of a sophomore slump, but he's found his form again, you yeah, know, which yeah. is which is not – it's not atypical in the NHL, right? Like uh, Hart right yeah. now for the Flyers, I feel bad for that kid, was on fire his first season, and it's the team around him, too. But, um, yeah, Bennington, you know, was a big reason. Well, they had a good two punch. It wasn't Huso that um, that got scooped from them, too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Huso. Huso was big last year for us also. Yeah. Yeah, that was the, uh, the Red Wings went in and snagged him, which is smart. And mm-hmm. Steve Eiserman's on that whole other level of hockey genius that I can't even relate to. If, uh, you guys were drafted to an NHL team. Any any top picks that you'd want to go to? Um, Vegas. Kraken, Dallas, or the Blues? Those are my top. Those are your top? How about you, Misha? Um, I'll say uh, Bastion Capitals, uh, Tampa Bay, and um, I think uh, Colorado. The Avalanche? Yeah, that- the Avalanche, yeah. A good location. Capitals were a great selection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can see that I'm, one I'm coming. A, that's you my side like, team. Like- yeah, I, I like these teams, you know. I I just like them, so. Yeah. Now they all got good hockey teams right now. You guys aren't picking the Habs, but give me a couple of years, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. What about you, Steve? Who would you be drafted to? <laughs> Who would I? I'd be the water boy on the. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd be uh, actually I'd be the pylon in one of the drills is what I'd be. I don't I don't know how long it'd last. <laughs> So it's just the thought of guys me butterflying again. My knees are already screaming at oh, me. Oh God, no, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> no. no, it's uh, it's unfair time and what it does to your body. And um, yeah. as I, as I got into my late twenties, I was like, well, can't do that anymore. There's another groin injury. So uh, it's 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 unfair, but uh, you know it happens to us all. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Unfortunately, yeah, it happens. Yeah. 
it's good and bad. It's good if you get there. And so that's why I say it's it's unfortunate as you get older that that happens. But it's also it's a good thing because that means you're still here. And uh, so it's good and yeah. bad. But uh, yeah. I think that's a great place to uh, actually wrap this up. So we do want to thank our special guests, the USPHL's Purple Predators forwards, Gak and Nisha. Thanks for joining. Thank you yeah, for having you. us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. No, it was, it was a blast having you boys, and uh, we will welcome back any time. And that said, we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to reach out if you're in the junior collegiate hockey world and wish to get on a future podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter, page official, to let us know what you think. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.